I remember walking round the court square sidewalks Looking in windows at things I couldn't want There's Johnson's hardware and Morgan's jewelry And the old Lee King's apothecary They were the little man The little man Coming hot. Hey, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff, and I'm Jake, and I, I got that intro. I did it. Yeah, after like <laughs> four tries, you'd think after like a, over a year doing this, it should we would be perfect at the intro. Yeah, but we still end up messing it up mostly when I try to do it. But I love when you do it. It's my favorite. Oh, it sounds lame. <laughs> What's up? What's new? What's um, going down? Well, you know, I ups and downs of being a Blazer fan. Oh God. I, I last night when we were te- when you were texting me, uh, I was just laughing my ass off when you just said LOL or something mm-hmm. back to me because you knew what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jen was like, what? And I was like, Jake's just sending me all these barn burner texts. And then I'm just saying shit that doesn't make sense back to him. And he knows what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And he just says, ha, back. <laughs> Well, you're just like that circumstantial and I was like, what the fuck what does that even mean? <laughs> so I, I was just, I was just like, what ha huh? what <laughs> Oh god. And then and then it then I um and then when you said um like we have no big man and then I was like, Okay, well I'm just just to make sure he knows that I'm like I'm not ang- like, I don't know, I don't know why I would thought you'd be angry with me or you thought no, I would I be. know you well enough to know <laughs> this conversation and how so, it's going. So you said well, we ha- I was like, We have scowl, so if you if you say we have scowl with is a nobody then i must attest yeah to that horrible take and when i text he, back he is nobody <laughs> which he truly is and i was getting hammed on on call of duty at the same time i was texting oh. all of that so it wasn't going well my last last night was not going well just a rough night for you mm-hmm. anything else new this week well um duck hunting's been fun dude i'm so glad great transition that was my next point okay I love that you went by yourself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how often you do it, but I love it. Why? I don't know. I just like the idea. After you posted about it, I sat there and just imagined little Jacob trotting out there. Would you bring any of the dogs? No. No? Okay. No, they were at... The, well, I would have, but uh, Tucker couldn't get up. Mm. He was so tired. From mm. He'd spent three straight days at the beach. Oh, and right. He, and he they go hard at the beach. That's yeah. like their favorite place. So he couldn't... He was so crashed out because they didn't get home until late that night before. Yeah. So they were really tired. I don't know. Just imagining you just in the out there in nature, just being peaceful by yourself, having a moment to think about your life. And then I don't know, maybe you don't get that deep, but I just imagine just it's something to do by yourself. It's rarely it's rare that I ever have something that I go and do by myself. Mm -hmm. But I know like, okay, so one thing that I love to do is like basketball. I love basketball. I love playing basketball. I play every Sunday, but. And it hasn't happened in a long time. There were a lot of times in the past where I would be on the court just by myself, just mm-hmm. quiet, just me working on my shot. And it's just it's different when you're just by yourself, just in there working on the craft, just hanging out. 
trying to, you know, you're with your own thoughts and doing your own thing. I don't know if it's the same thing when you're out there hunting, but I don't know. I just like the idea of me. Maybe it's has nothing. Maybe it's nothing like what it is for you when you're out there by yourself. But what I imagine Jake being out there by himself, that's nice. No, it it <laughs> is. It, I, it's something I really look forward to. But I'm also the kind of person that, um, like, if I don't have to get out of bed, I won't. So a lot of times I invite mm-hmm. people just not because I necessarily like going with yes, them. Yes, absolutely. But it forces me because then I have an obligation yes. to get up. Whereas if it's just me going by myself, I can be like, eh, you know, right. bed feels really nice. It's warm. It's cold out there. Yeah. It's raining out there. I'm not going to go. Mm. But I got I got up. Um, I forced myself out to go because I was really looking forward to just with my schedule. I haven't been able to hunt during the weekdays like I normally do. Saying, so I'm yeah. only been able to really hunt on Saturdays. And um, so I I was it was really it was fun to get out there by, by myself because I can I can like sit and be patient and let let wait for the sh- like the shots that I want to like I want to take. Mm-hmm. And as I've gotten I mean, I've killed a lot of ducks in my life and. Now it's it's not about like necessarily really like oh getting as many numbers as I can just like I used to like me and all my like me and my friends that all used to hunt together used to like have competitions like who could shoot most in the year and it was like all it was like this competition to try to get as many as you mm-hmm. could and I don't know I'm I'm kind of done with that and for me it's about a, it's about efficiency mm-hmm. now like I okay. want to be able to shoot as many shoot ducks with as few like shots as possible mm-hmm. like not having to like not having to do all all this a lot of just not just wasting shells and just shooting at everything that flies that flies by in range it's mm-hmm. it's mostly just like letting the birds work and hunting them like i think they should be hunted which is like trying to fool them in their natural habitat and like i shot i shot my seven ducks with only nine shells which is really really good and so that was really fun that's what mm. i enjoyed the most about it was just like the efficiency of it not in like picking out Picking out the drakes because I tried not to target hens. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just like hunting the way that like I would want to hunt. Right. Without having to worry about like having to, you know, get birds for the guests that we've taken or oh. stuff like that. Like the pressure of like almost like kind of like being a guide. When I take most people out, it's like I have I feel like I have to like have right. a good hunt for those people. Now I can just like sit back, I relax and whatever happens, happens. Right. And I'm having fun regardless. That's so. cool. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got to go. Yeah, I am too. That's good. I'm glad you got up and did it. For sure. I was debating whether I wanted to go Tuesday or today, and I'm yeah. glad I went Tuesday because Tuesday ended up being, I think, a better day. It's pretty nice out there right now. So. You don't go on nice days? It's Unless it's really windy, sunny yeah. days aren't particularly good. Oh, really? Yeah, they just don't They don't really move around. That sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the nastier, generally. The nastier, the, yeah. The nastier, the Oof. better. Damn. And it, it, I got rained on most of the day, most yeah. of the morning on Tuesday. That's so. crazy. Come home all wet and stuff, mm-hmm. muddy. Yeah. Man, you're wild. You're wild. You're too wild. <laughs> too wild. Too so wild. what's up with you? Oh, gosh. Literally haven't done anything this week, really. really? Last week I just stayed. <gasps> oh, dude. So um, last weekend, mm-hmm. um, we, Jen and I were going to go to the beach, too. But then it was just like. Uh, this is this may be cheesy but honestly like with dexter and his heart and stuff like we weren't gonna take him and i feel like scared to leave him Mm -hmm. because what if he dies when i'm gone yeah i don't like that idea so i might be never leaving home for the next six months or six years who knows (laughs) (laughs) but no it was it was just like you know let's just stay home and uh let's do some things around 
the house. Let's just chill out at home. I went and saw a movie. Have you seen the trailer or heard of the movie Jojo Rabbit? I have, yeah. That's the like the Nazi one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. It's so good. Really? It's so good. And and Jen was like, I want to see a movie. You know, I, I wish there was like something more refreshing. And I go to this guy I work with this guy who um went to film school and, and, and is a director and has directed a few things and he's just like he loves all the independent films mm-hmm. and he was telling me about Jojo Rabbit and He's constantly like shitting on Hollywood movies because nothing's fresh. It's all the same. It's all garbage and high budget. And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. But then he told he's like, I'm gonna go see Jojo Rabbit. That's gonna be good. And so when Chen was talking this way, I was like, let's go see Jojo Rabbit. And she's like, what's that? And I showed her the trailer, and she's like, that looks fun. And we went and saw it. It's one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. Really? Yeah. Hmm. For those of you who don't know, it's about a little boy. I think he's like ten or eleven. In uh, Nazi Germany, it's the end of World War II, getting towards the end of World War II. And he is growing up at this time in this country where he believes that being a Nazi is just like the greatest thing you can do. Mm -hmm. So he dreams of being a Nazi. (laughs) And he's like 10. And he... His aspirations are so big to become a Nazi that his imaginary friend is there to kind of help him coach th- through it. Mm-hmm. His imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. And it, it just does such a good job of like, I don't know, making fun of just the mentality. It's 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 a joke. It's joking on mm-hmm. like this is really how people thought. Um uh, in a satirical way, and I know that could come off almost harsh because there are moments I'm like, I can't believe this is a movie in 2019 with everybody just so sensitive about mm-hmm. things you say and things you can't say and blah 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 blah. The whole movie, they're they're talking all the all the German people and all the Nazis are talking so poorly about Jews, and but there's this Jewish girl that he meets, and you know he's like spouting off all these. Um, just beliefs and assumptions mm-hmm. that the Nazis have about Jews and her character, you know, is like, you know, she's mocking the fact that they think that they're subhuman and all this yeah. stuff. And it's just such a great, it's so it's such good storytelling between just the characters, one who want, wants to be a Nazi, one who's a Jew in hiding. And mm-hmm. it's just an awesome movie. And in, in, in just the subtle, just a little bit of, of, of historical, like, context that it gives you i just it gets me so excited hmm. it's it's pretty cool that's awesome it's that, really it's I, a good movie i've seen the, the trailer several times yeah and it's something i i would i'd want to go see it's i just don't know if i'll too. get to, I, just, I just don't know if i'll get to see it in the in the movie well, run theater. it on uh red box or something okay or when xbox it, when it comes out it's funny can you rent it on xbox even though it's in the movie theater not not yet okay but yeah but pay for it all right. That's all I'm saying is okay. pay for it so that sure. they get the money and like it shows on their numbers because it's worth it. It's a funny movie and the kids in that movie are such great actors. Such great actors. Like sometimes like there were times I was looking at Jen like I can't believe how good these kids are. And she's like, I can't believe kids act like this. Yeah. Like, they were so good. <clears throat> it's kind of like Stranger Things. Like, the, the yeah. kids in Stranger yeah. Things are really good actors. So, Taika Watiti is the director. Okay. He directed Ragnarok. And 
Yeah, I know you didn't like Ragnarok or really even watch it. Well, here's the thing is I want to be able to catch up on all that because I have Disney Plus. Oh, God. <laughs> That's on hey, my have, list of have you, to talk Have about. you heard that I have Disney Plus? I didn't hear it. Do you? <laughs> I do. Oh, okay. So uh, he plays in Thor Ragnarok. He, not only did he direct him, but he plays a character um, in Thor Ragnarok. And he's so funny in that movie as that character. And so in... Jojo Rabbit, he plays Hitler. Okay. The imaginary friend Hitler. Ah. Yeah. Okay. It's just it's just a fun movie, dude. All right. I can't talk go. about it enough. It's have, so good. I'll have to go see it because I I like movies that can without hitting without hitting directly on the nose make fun of yes. like certain oh, mindsets yes. and stuff like that. Like you'll like it. Okay. You would like this one, I think. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Um so yeah, other than that, I didn't really do much. Played Call of Duty Friday as usual. Yeah. Work, 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 work. Oh, speaking of work, wait, was there something else we were talking about? Oh, Disney Plus, stupid. Um, <laughs> it's you, not. Do you think it's stupid because everybody? Like, yes. Literally, everybody has a post of yes. It's like obligatory now. It's like, oh, I'm enjoying. Like, look at the nostalgia of did my you childhood. See my and the, and the, story? Yes, I did. That's why okay. I said that. Um, <laughs> And the uh, it's such a good one. Well, it's it, it, and it's so true because I don't know how many people on my Facebook timeline posted pictures that were like, "Oh, look, the nostalgia of my youth," and it's just like some like it's even Stevens or that's so Raven right. or whatever like you know show that we all grew up mm-hmm. watching on Disney Channel. And it's like, okay, well, I mean, I posted cool. this meme on my story, uh, but I do have I. I did download Disney Plus because I knew what did I could watch. About it, no, thank you. But I knew what I could watch, which yeah. is. I can catch up finally on all the Marvel movies. <laughs> That's the thing I'm most excited about. Um, the the meme I posted is the shot from uh, Jurassic Park mm-hmm. when the the guy is giving him the canister to steal the the dinosaur DNA. Yeah, and the guy's trying to be super super secretive. He's yeah. wearing like glasses and a hat, yeah. and he points to the guy and he's like calling him out. But in the meme, it's like, "Look, everybody, this guy has Disney Plus." He turns around and goes, "See, nobody cares." Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that's a perfect meme for that. Nah, it's so good. Yeah. Um, no, it's a good deal, dude. Six ninety nine is a good deal. It's what Netflix started out as. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. And then it went up, and yeah, then Netflix up, is crazy. And then now. Up. Um, There's really, honestly, dude, there really isn't much left on Netflix. Billy on the street. Yeah, okay. There's still some <laughs> some things, but I find myself like I'm watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, and that's on Hulu. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's uh, just you have to go to, like to so many different like Amazon's original like Amazon's original content. It's pretty good. They have some yeah. good stuff. Um, I have to, like I have to have HBO because I need to watch John Oliver. Okay. Um, but see, I have my server that I can download any and all of these things if I wanted to see them. Mm-hmm. So if I don't have them or I haven't requested them to be downloaded, I don't know if I'll watch them. But maybe with something like Disney Plus, there is going to be something that I had forgotten. There's a lot on there, and man. I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, I want to watch that," but I don't. I don't have time for all that. I barely have time for. Billy on the street. Right. <laughs> uh, Kylie was telling me how um, excited her and her friends are to watch this Disney movie that I had completely forgot about. It's called Motocross. Do you remember this this movie? It was a Disney. It was a Disney Channel. Sounds movie. familiar. And it was like this this um, girl and her brother were like a really good like kid mo- uh, like dirt bike like right. dirt bike riders like racers. And then he breaks his leg, but 
so she like cuts her hair and pretends to be him uh-huh. and then races like in his place and yeah. all like all the shenanigans and, like and she gets found out but then she races out her own and like she wins and <laughs> it's it was, it was one of my favorite movies growing up and it's all like that kind of that kind of stuff is on there which i'm really I, excited see, about. I don't really you are a few years younger than me so you watched more of those things than i did okay. i didn't watch yeah, like that i know of some of them like johnny tsunami mm-hmm. and and but even like the i sh- forgot about johnny tsunami <laughs> Oh, that's such a good movie. But even like uh, uh, just talking about um, like That's So Raven or whatever, mm-hmm. or even Stevens, I didn't really watch those. Okay. I mean, if they were on, I'd, I'd watch them, but that, it's not like That's So Raven this was is a, my childhood. Yeah, That's So Raven was a few. That, that's So Raven is to me as it like probably most of the stuff is to you. Right, I, right. I was by the time That's So Raven came on. Like the same with like the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Mm-hmm. Like my sister talks about those super fondly, but right. like those were a bit too. Yeah. Like for me, it was like Boy Meets World. And okay, I watched Boy Meets World. Yeah, yeah. Boy Meets World's a classic. That is a cl- it is a classic. Yeah. The Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. Travesty. Did you watch it? Uh, Kylie watched it. It's I, not I good. Caught a couple episodes. Mm. It's typical Disney, right? Because Boy Meets World wasn't really, it wasn't Disney fied. This right. was like. It's hard to explain, but just like really poorly timed jokes. It's just like, hammy. It's really hammy. Yeah. And Boy Meets World wasn't hammy. Right. When Disney got a hold of Girl Meets World and brought it back, mm-hmm. it was hammy. It wasn't yeah. like it wasn't acted in any way the same. The, the whole the, the feeling wasn't the same. You could say the same thing with uh, it's because it was like ABC wasn't Boy Meets World. Yeah. So ABC was owned by Disney, but it was still ABC and they, it wasn't hammy. Same thing with uh, Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. It wasn't hammy. Some of the episodes are pretty good comedy, you know what yeah. I mean? So, so I think it's the same idea with I that. I love Home Improvement. Me as, too. As much as Tim Allen is kind of like gone He's a deep end. douche! Yeah. Dude, I watched uh, E! True Hollywood Story on Home Improvement. Mm-hmm. What a piece of crap. Dude, he's a felon. Do you know that? Yeah, dude. Yeah, I guess it was on, if you watched yeah. the E! True Hollywood yeah, Story, you would he, know that. Dude, when JTT was like, hey, I kind of want to just stop acting and, and go to college, he was just like the worst human being to him. And he was a kid, dude. He was just like, screw you, dude. Get out of here. We don't even want you. Like, just shut him out and just treated him like dirt. That's too bad. And then JTT, I guess, I like, came back for like a like a scene, like coming home from college, did an episode, and he just treated him like dirt the whole time. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> awful. That's awful. And it's sad to know because he comes across as such a likable yeah, person yeah. in his acting yeah. that you would just assume that he's a good person. Freaking Buzz Lightyear, dude. Yeah. Well, and then like that new sh- that, that show that he has, um, uh, Last Man Standing. Yeah. Did you ever catch any of that? I watched uh, like an episode. Like it two. went off the it went off the air, and because nobody watched it, right. it wasn't really that good. But because he made like one joke per episode about Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama, mm-hmm. like it was like the whole Roseanne bar like it's effect thing. Dude. So they they loved it, right? It's like oh, it's it's it's. It's 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 all, our voice. It's all the liberal media is always telling us we need to like all this other stuff, and then finally we have our little show that mm-hmm. no matter how bad it is, at least like it's our voice, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to like hold on to it. So it ends up getting brought back, and it's even worse than it was is to it? begin with. But it just still keeps limping along because people like watch it almost out of obligation. I think there was. I think Dimitri said this, but there's like an actress on that show who left, mm-hmm. and then I guess Tim Allen treated her the same way for leaving. I think it was the middle daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've replaced now two of the daughters. Okay. And the other daughters like pretty much like left the show too. Oh. I don't even know what the... Like it, at this point, there's nothing left yeah. of the show other than him making like 
jokes about Hillary Clinton. Like that's literally <laughs> the only thing that the show has left to go going for it. it it's, it's just his own really stand up show. I, I guess. Yeah. And every once in a while, he'll have, Jay, he'll have Jay Leno on it, which is interesting. That's weird. Like Jay Leno plays his neighbor who's really into cars. That's probably hard for him to, to act. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> I don't know about... I'll, I'll, I haven't thought about Disney Plus. I just... It's another six ninety nine to spend. Yeah. You know, that's one thing Jen and I were talking about recently. Like, you know, people always talk about how easier it was back in the day and like... Uh, just, I mean, to buy a house and to, when you were 30, you owned your own house and all that stuff, you know, yeah. it's kind of getting to the generational yeah. talk again, yeah. but yeah. you know what I mean? Like you look at the past and, and it was just seemed like it was so much easier for people to get, to do things like that. And Jenna had an excellent point. She was like, yeah, but they also didn't have or pay for all the things that we pay for. Yeah. And have cell phones. Yeah. Cell phones, streaming media, internet, laptops, laptop, all that stuff. I was like, that is an excellent point. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. So, and they didn't get to go out to eat as much. I was looking at something like our generation, the millennial mm-hmm. generation, the amount of money that I don't know about you, but mm-hmm. like on average, the millennial generation spends way more on going out to eat mm-hmm. than they, than they, than any they other generation. Yeah. Hmm. And that's definitely like that's true for Kylie and I. I like, probably we, we eat out hardly ever on the cook. weekends. I eat homemade food all week long. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I bring my own lunch every day and all that. Really? Yeah. Oh, I need to. I wish I could do that. I would say I don't so much money. make it. Okay, but my yeah. wife makes it. <laughs> well, that's nice. <laughs> I I go. I I like getting out and away from my work. So yeah. I'll I'll go to like Jimmy John's or like. Jersey Mike's. Oh, Jimmy John's is the best, dude, dude. I love Jimmy John's. I love it. I love it. Kill all the African animals you want. I don't care. I'm eating your sandwiches. <laughs> That's right. He's a hunter. Um, no. So Jimmy John's is like my spoil. Like, uh, she uh, didn't have. She didn't make me lunch one day, and she's like, "Well, just grab something on the way to work." And I was like, "Jimmy John's. Mm-hmm. Are you a are you a points member?" I haven't signed Dude, up. Dude, you got to do it. It's worth it. It's dumb because I, I'm signed up for Jersey Mike's. Have you had Jersey Mike's? No. Jersey Mike's is really good, too. <laughs> it's more expensive, but I'm, theirs was a lot easier to sign up. You can just sign up for in... When you could sign up for Jersey Mike's, it was just like at the time, you could just put your phone number in and you're signed up. Uh, now this, you have to download the app and all that It's worth kind of it, stuff. dude. It's worth it. I know it is. To get I go, a free because, sandwich? Because I go there enough that it would. it's stupid Ooh, not to. What do you get there? I get the number 14. Uh-huh. That's the bootlegger club. So uh-huh. that's turkey and roast beef. I get no veggies. Yes, of course you do. I get no veggies because their lettuce is terrible. And I don't like tomato. Oh, I like it. You're you crazy. like their lettuce? No, their lettuce is gross, no. dude. It is gross. No. Number 11 with bacon. Country club. Yeah. Turkey mm-hmm. with bacon. So it's like a club. Yeah. And then tomato. I get everything else on it. Okay. I'll have yeah. to try the number 11 because it comes with bacon. You don't have to add it. No, I add bacon. You add bacon. Yeah. Okay. But provolone. Oh, I need to add bacon to the bootlegger. Yeah. What are you thinking? It's not a club without bacon. I didn't know you could add I didn't know they had a bacon option. Stop it. I just recently started adding <laughs> um, basil and oregano to? to my sandwich just as like a... Add there? Yeah. Oh. That was pretty good. I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. This is interesting conversation. But it's really hard to get... It's really hard to get there. So unless I take my lunch between 1230 and 1, on uh, I can't generally get to Jimmy John's at my work because I have to get on I-5 to get to Jansen Beach. Yeah. I and it's one. already... It's already yeah. super backed up, so I have to go to my only option is Burger King. Nope, nope. Um, and 
Well, there's oh, you know, I, like I could Jackson go to, I could go to Taco Bell, oh, up on I know MLK yep. and uh, Columbia Boulevard, but I'm not doing yeah. that. And so it's most ever since I got food poisoning, I'm not I can't even think about Taco Bell. <laughs> and uh, and so I basically I go to Subway right there on Marine Drive. Okay, can, okay. See Subway. So with I don't know why we're still talking about this. But <laughs> it's Jimmy sandwiches, John, dude. It's yeah, a, it's a, that's it's, true. It's we are passionate about sandwiches. Uh, at Jimmy John's, I can go and get a Jimmy John's and put it in the fridge and eat it like five hours later for my lunch. Even with that lettuce? Hell yeah! Dude, then the lettuce, not only is that <laughs> lettuce like bad, now it's soggy and bad. Your concern was so legit. <laughs> Dude, that lettuce is oh, I can't get, I can't so even ima- I can't even tell you. I used to like it, and I, I think I ate there so much. Now uh-huh. it has just like no. T- it just kills. The I taste. don't think that's the case. I think you just had to find a flaw because you ate there so much. You're like this is perfect. Wait, it can't be perfect. There's got to be something. The lettuce. No, it tastes <laughs> terrible. It kills the dude. It kills the taste of the sandwich. You're crazy, and you don't like tomatoes. So what the hell? You're just eating meat and bread and mayo. In oregano and basil. Dude, the mayo oh, I, I the add cheese. is I, so good. I add cheese. What kind? Well, just whatever cheese they have, right? That's just provolone. Oh, I didn't know if oh. they had all the other kinds. I just yeah. say add cheese, and it's always provolone. Oh, okay. So hmm. it's what I put on my Subway sandwich is provolone. Mm-hmm. But what my point was is like eating a Subway sandwich later, no way that could ever happen. No. But I, but I can eat a, a Jimmy John's later. Yeah, because of the bread. The bread's a lot more sturdy. <laughs> That's true. That's what it is. The bread, I love their bread. Their bread doesn't get gross after a couple after a couple hours. Dude, I hope one day somebody talks about Jake's jellies and jams the way we talk. Dude, about I really, I honestly, I would love to be able to to make people's days better by making them the best sandwich <laughs> I've ever had. Like that is like that would be such a fun thing to do. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah. it's not gonna happen. You know, how, I've I've tried to look into like what it would cost to get a food truck started. In terms of like like loans and all that stuff and yeah. getting a business, um, business certificate or license or whatever, mm-hmm. dude, it's so freaking expensive. Oh yeah, initial spendy. cost. So, I don't think Jake's Clubs and Jams will ever be a thing, but one can dream. Maybe you could just start like a driving service, like a an app where you just make them at home and drive them out of your house to places. If that would cost you in fuel and pro and you know, but maybe you, I don't know. Licenses and stuff, yeah. Licenses are still expensive. Yeah. Just just use Dimitri's freaking food truck. He's not using it. I think he's using it. No, he's not using it. He's not using it? No, he's a bum. I hope he listens. (laughs) (laughs) He's not using it. He's just stopped doing it. He's like, dude, I was breaking even. I wasn't making a profit. In order for me to make a profit, I'd have to like dedicate my entire life to that. And he has a full-time job. Oh, okay. I I thought that was his full-time job. No, he's a merchant of death. Oh, that's right. He's yeah. in the military. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's in. The, I thought no, he's he, a recruiter. Oh, that's, that's yeah. Okay. So, so he he's is, a merchant he, of death. He sells death to gotcha. children. No, I. For some reason, I thought he was. I don't know. I mean, I've only actually met Dimitri once, yeah. but I thought he was, um, like just doing like weekends. No. But no, obviously he's every every day, every day. Yeah, okay. he was telling me on uh, on a most recent episode of Knuckle Druggers that he, in January he has to do a training for three weeks where he has to like live in the wilderness, wow, and just train and run and and hike and do drills and live on the ground and for three weeks in January That's in Oregon this coming January. Yes, That's gonna be cold. Holy shit, dude. That's crazy. He also wants to do a 
Knuckle Draggers Christmas episode, and I think he wants you on it. Just a heads up. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, one interesting thing that I had to tell you that happened yesterday at work. And you know my work stories are always so fun. Um, so... I started doing this thing and it's terrible and it's just me being a troll. But whenever someone like tries to like jab me or like get me, I just tell them I'm smarter than them. (laughs) 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 They're just like, Oh yeah, Jeff, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, shut up. I'm smarter than you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, uh, (laughs) repeating it. It sounds so terrible that I do that, but I don't care. Um, and then, uh, so <laughs> this, this woman, she's our new clerk and she's like, she's just busting my chops and I'm just like, you know what? I'm smarter than you. And she goes, you may be book smart, but you're not street smart. And I said, I said, Hey, have you ever killed a man? And then she didn't say anything else <laughs> after that. <laughs> but, uh, one th- and then that this, so this sparks an entire conversation between my boss, her and one of the drivers. And they all berated me and attacked me and, and continuously just over and over were arguing the fact that going to college is a waste of time. Okay, well, that, that crosses a line. No, 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 no. It doesn't cross a line to me because the, the way I look at it and, the, and this is what I was thinking. And uh, oh, gosh, this might be controversial. <laughs> so I, I always I said, you know. College being a waste of time is only ever said by people who have never gone to college and are tied to one industry or job. If you think about it, these people will never leave the types of jobs that they're doing because they've just, they've always been in it and that's the skills that they have. And this isn't me talking shit or talking down to anybody on that, but it just seems like that's the case. My manager, he, he could never do other jobs because he's just done this one job. If he applied for another job, he wouldn't get hired for anything other than what he does now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a caveat to that, I also think that people who say that college is a waste of time, it's also said by, um, <laughs> God, I'm a piece of crap. Uh, anyone who doesn't understand how to apply themselves, work harder, use their degrees. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's... That's harsh. I think it's true, though, because you – okay, I I know that immediately out of high school, there's a bunch of kids I know from my grade, my year, (coughs) who went straight into high school as 18-year-olds, and they had no clue what they were going for. Straight into college. Sorry, that's what I meant. They had no clue what they were going for. They just went straight into college and just, uh, I guess uh, I'm going to do business. I'm going to do business. What does that mean? You're going to do business. Okay, cool. So on the flip side, I didn't graduate high school. I played in bands at 18 years old. And I was going to be a rock star. Duh. Um, but then after those four years of them graduating, all of them were like, college was a waste of time and I can't get a job. I see where you're going with this. Okay. And it's like, well, did you join any clubs? Did you volunteer? Did you do anything extra? Did you make connections? Did you go to events? Did you do this? Did you do that? Um, Are you, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, but at the same time, I think there there's this belief that if you just get that paper, if you just get the paper saying you completed a degree, yeah, you think that it just. I honestly like the way college is like told to us through um, popular culture, through yeah. men, like through advisors in high school. Like going to just going to college and getting a degree is going to automatically open up doors for you. Right. So I don't like why should I do all of this extra stuff when all I really need is the degree. See, that's insane. That's the argument that's being made to me, and I just – that's not how I feel like, you know, because then somebody was like, all I ever feel like college gave me was, like, the opportunity to meet my spouse. And I was like, what? Like, this is someone who went to college and is now telling me that's the only thing that they got from it. So I made a list of all the things that I got from college. Okay. And don't worry. You're on that list. The best things I got, education, friendship. That's where you come in. Okay. I figured. <laughs> Elevated writing and speaking skills, discipline, critical thinking, leadership, research, collaboration, teamwork, and confidence. Okay. And I didn't have any of that. I was a piece of shit before college. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. I think in terms of personal enrichment. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily always translate to dollar signs. How I. doesn't e. it? I.E. me. How doesn't it? Jake. Because if you got those things and you're pers- if you really got those things, then you would apply those things to do new things. Yeah, man. I, it, but <laughs> nobody, dude. Nobody, honestly. I don't know. I, I'm gonna. I, I, I honestly disagree. Okay, I, I think, bring it. I think it's, dude. There's there is so much. Just I don't get. I don't. I just I don't get it. Okay. I don't understand. Like I can put all of that yeah. in a cover letter. And, and unless I get brought in for an interview to I be agree. able to explain while how I gain all of that through a history degree, yeah. all they see is a history degree for that's sure. worth nothing to them. And I can't even get an interview, dude. I've in all the jobs I've applied for, right. I've had one interview. One. I, I understand that, but okay, so I'm not working in history, but the promotion that I got is based on my degree. Yeah. They see that and they're like, dude, this guy's smart, he's got the skills, let's Put him in this job. Sure. And that's, I think, how most people end up so using their degree. So apply for something that's maybe not history. I'm or not applying for any. I'm, I'm applying for government jobs. I'm applying for all sorts. You're of never going to get a government job. Okay. And I only say that because neither am I. Yeah. They're never going to hire us, Jake. That's not true. But that's what I'm saying. If we're going to get those which is jobs. One of, which is one of the major reasons why I question like being an American. <laughs> University. Oh, oh, okay. But that's what I'm saying because when you were talking about going to doing the masters and doing all that and struggling with like, what am I doing? What am I doing? I said, let's get you out there. Let's network. Let's because those things are going to get you what you need to do. Wow. Well, and then at the end of the day, it's I think it's a pop. Honestly, I think it's a popularity contest. I don't think so. I mean, maybe yes, but it's not like you're not a cool dude. But when I'm in social situations, I'm incredibly awkward and nobody wants to talk to me. That's not true. That is true. Nobody wants to talk I'm, to you. I was like, who's this guy? I'm gonna, I want to talk to this guy. It ended up being because you sat, you just happened to sit next. You just happened to sit one person over. From right, me. right. And Allie facilitated our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy. It is crazy. To think about. Yeah. But I don't know, man. I... I I think there's just there's a lot more to it because there's so many people who have those degrees and 
I think there's just a lot of people, especially in certain like areas. I think in your line of work, yeah, like there, someone you're gonna so one per, well, you having a degree is gonna make you stand out amongst sure. the environment in which you work, right? Like the jobs were where it would be useful to me to have gone to college. Mm-hmm. Like other than personal enrichment, I will argue that all the time. I just wish it wasn't so freaking expensive to get. Yeah, personal enrichment. Personal <laughs> enrichment. Right. I'm a far better person. I was also a piece of shit before I went to college. Right. For, but if it, I mean, if it wasn't for college, I mean, I would still be. I, I, God, I, for, I would probably be. I don't know where I would be. But the 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 thing is, is that I'm just I'm just I'm waffling here and having a hard time. But it's it's just I don't I don't get it. Okay, so okay. We have a he doesn't listen anymore, but I'm still not going to use his name. Okay. Um, because I'm just not going to use his name. But okay. we have a mutual friend. Okay. Who got a job mm-hmm. with the government, a- federal government agency. The only person I know who fa- <laughs> how was able to break that barrier. So awesome for him. Right. Right. The only thing separating him and I, mm-hmm. in terms of college resume, mm-hmm. was a point one GPA. Po- no, sorry, a point. Oh six mm-hmm. difference in GPA mm-hmm. three nine three eight five three nine one mm-hmm. both have the same major both have the same minor both took essentially the same classes okay. I had work ex- far more work experience I'd worked my entire life mm-hmm. all the way through college older more experienced mm-hmm. better looking <laughs> that's <laughs> that, that's subjective uh-huh. that's, he, he's a pretty good looking guy um. Not only did you apply for that job, I've applied for that job, that same job twice. Doesn't I don't get anything more than just the thing like the three months later, the email there was more qualified. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't fucking believe it because I have the same qualifications (laughs) as the dude you fucking hired. So stop lying to me, federal government. Yeah. The second thing is, is now this is all this is this doesn't come out of like jealousy or anything right, like right, right, against right. this person right. but it's i'm pointing to the fact that it's whatever for whatever reason it's something i have something i have must have personal qualities or something that makes me utterly unhirable because not only is he is he he's when where he's at yeah and they hired him not only at the at the entry gs5 level right they were like oh we'll just bump you right to a gs7 well, who does that fucking happen to Nobody. Well, GS seven, dude. Yeah, that's I know. GS seven. That's grad level. That's he's at like a GS seven. GS seven, and now he's applying. I mean, he's smart. Now he's not saying you aren't. Okay, but I'm, that bump, I I could see them being like, dude, this guy's smart. Yeah, yeah, he is really smart. Yeah, one of the smartest dudes I know. Yeah, deserving of it. <laughs> For but sure. why am I not? Here's what <laughs> I can't figure out. So the second thing is, is. I've applied for a shit ton of Homeland Security jobs for because sure. there's a ton of vacancies thanks to our president. Yeah, he thank you, apparently, Trump. apparently cares about securing the border but mm-hmm. doesn't hire Homeland Security right. op- officers. That costs money, dude. So the... Um, anyway, the... I've applied and, and I don't get anything. Okay. Same, same like generic email after two months and forgetting I even applied for the job right. because I haven't heard anything in two months. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden I get an email that says, oh, thanks. We moved on with different candidates The he's through this. He's into the second round of hiring Ooh. Lord Voldemort for Homeland Security. You just said his name. Sorry. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> 
you got me to do that. You suck. <laughs> oh my! God. I was doing so good up to that point. So God. good up to that point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh God. Okay, I didn't right. know that. Yeah. So I mean. For a for like a GS seven or GS nine level homeland security job. Yeah. Because he has his foot in the door. So this is my my this is what I'm thinking. Okay, because because you and I are in the same place. I think your GPA was better than mine and his was better than mine. What was your GPA? Three eight five. Yeah. Both of you guys had better than me. So But you're making money, more money than both of us, so <laughs> But that's not the point. The point I'm saying is with the government jobs is um, because I've applied for government jobs like crazy, especially after graduation. Yeah. I was throwing everything out there. There must be something in his either application, his answers, or his resume that stands out. And for some reason, I don't know what it is about mine. Mine's kind of weak. It doesn't look great. But maybe there's something there. That he just did better when applying. It could literally be the use of one word. Jen told me at the county, they'll like throw your resume through like a word scanner. And they'll see if you're using the same words that is in the job posting. And then they'll take those top resumes that use the same words that are in the, in the, in the job posting. And then pick those and then interview those. Hmm. So, so I've tried doing that. Because I've gotten that advice before, mm-hmm. and I've you know I'll be like, okay, make my cover letter directly address what they're talking what they're about. talking about. Still nothing. Isn't that such a pain in the ass to, to do? Yeah, it's so it, much and work. It, you can't even you can't even call me to tell me that I wasn't like I don't understand. There's like probably like a ton of people. That's my point. For sure, for sure. Is that there's a ton of people with the same or similar degrees mm-hmm. in social in whatever social science, right? Looking for these jobs, dude. But they're it, not as smart as you. Put that at the bottom. I'm smarter than everyone else applying. Oh yeah, that's gonna get me. That's gonna get me places. I don't know, man. But I you're don't, a diabolical genius. I don't. I just. I don't understand. I just. I don't understand. Like. Yeah. I. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like. There's things you could do though, if it, and there's things that I can do 100. I'm not just saying you specifically. I'm the general you. You could do. You could go to these uh, WSU events on on networking or how to build your resume or how to A, B, or C. Those things are lame as hell, but we could be doing those things. I, I don't think it'd make a difference. I okay. It would absolutely okay. There's an alumni event coming up. I know you got the email. Go to that. I didn't get the email. I'll send it to you. Or at least I didn't see it. But it's like all these alumni getting together and blah, 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 blah. You go and you talk to people and you're like, oh, what are you doing? Well, you know, I graduated last year. I haven't really found the right fit. You bullshit. Not act desperate. Like, I need a job. But you just say like, oh, you know, I'm just looking for the right job and the right opportunity to really grow, blah, blah, blah. And you just talk to people. All people want to do is talk about themselves. This is an opportunity for you to talk about yourself. Quit being a social weirdo and just say, listen, I'm Jake. I'm a badass. I'm smarter than you. Hire me. <laughs> That should literally be your cover letter. <laughs> One of these days, I might as well just try because what else do I have? To right? Lose? Right? Just throw it out there. Don't do it to a place that you're going to apply to again later. But you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll apply to this. And then put that as your letter. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know. It's just so just it's it's so. Um, I think in the general statement of college being a waste of time, people are wrong. I don't think it's a waste of time. It's an incredible big waste of money. (laughs) It's expensive. That's why it's a waste. If it wasn't as expensive, it wouldn't be considered a waste. And well, it's giving. Here's something I've I've come to real. I'm starting to realize too, is that if a lot of like so that I'm saying a college is worth it because of the personal enrichment thing, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of that knowledge we could be teaching high i'm sorry we could be teaching high schoolers okay yep i agree Our we got fucked in our undergrad program because they didn't provide us with the opportunity to get a teaching degree within that mm-hmm. a te- teaching certificate sorry yeah most colleges have that have that washington state of vancouver is one of the few colleges that does not offer a um a, a teaching certificate in, adi- in addition to, they offer an uh, an endorsement that they sell like it is, mm-hmm. but it's not. Right. It's nothing other than an internal endorsement that you could say like, "Oh, I got this endorsement. Now I can apply for Washington State's Master's yes. in Teaching program." Yes, the MIT, the Master's in Teaching yeah. program. Yeah, I took a which... whole, I took a shit ton of extra classes, paid a lot of extra money to get that fucking endorsement, mm-hmm. and it's worthless yep. unless I go to Washington State's teaching teaching program. program. And within that masters in teaching within that program you get your certification Mm -hmm. which most colleges give you that certification in the bachelor's it's because they don't want to undercut their mit program yes because they know that if they offered it as for bachelors most nobody would nobody masters nobody would nobody the reason people would yeah but it wouldn't be right away right and that's what turned me off of teaching too it's like, wait, I can't teach after I get done with my bachelor's, which is what I went to school for. Yeah. It's what you went to school for. Mm-hmm. It turned us off immediately. But I still want to teach, and I still have a desire to teach. So there's an there, Washington State has, I've found this out, Washington State opened up an alternative path to certification, oh. and it's working as a working as a paraeducator. Mm. Um, and I've even applied for a paraeducator job mm-hmm. at the school my mom teaches at. Any better connection than that? Do you think there's? Did she can, say anything? I used the former. Cause I used the. So Joe. Uh, Do you have a letter of recommendation? Joe Lapidus. Do you have a letter of recommendation? No. Okay, you need to ask people for a letter of recommendation. Okay, well, I felt bad for asking for more letters of recommendation because I already had them write me one for college. Who cares? Anyway, They're, they they want to see you succeed, dude. <laughs> Anyway, okay, go ahead. Um, the former principal of that school, okay. who now is a is a professor at the in the MIT program at Washington State Vancouver, uh-huh. I used him as a reference. Mm-hmm. I've you and somebody else who works for the district. Yeah. used her as a reference. I didn't use my mom because that's lame. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I just like how many more? Like I don't understand. Like, right. and still no call. It's been a month. I don't get it, man. And Do you have... And, they, and the qualifications for it is yeah. a high school diploma. That's annoying. I walked I walked into the corporate... I walked into the, the district office yeah, yeah. to hand... Like, to ask them about the job and, right. like, just to, like... Hey, I made a made a face to face because for sure face to face. I've tr- dude, you got I've tried up a lot like of things. Seven a.m. to do I, that. <laughs> yeah, I walked in there and they're like they're like oh you all that's done online. And I'm like okay, well I just for some my I was told that I needed to come in here to 
fill something out and she's like no everything's done online and she's like do you have your, do you have your high school diploma it's like yeah i have a four-year degree and she's like oh wow she's like that's that's she's like it's just like she's like they must not have a lot of four-year degrees applying for like low that's pay so annoying educator jobs so right like, i was like oh wow so like i'm just getting from her tone that right. having a four-year degree is probably gonna because be- you had that face-to-face that's so annoying and it didn't matter <laughs> i know okay what you should have not what you should have done but when one thing i think about is like Going in there and being like, all right, who's the head of the paraeducator program? I need to talk to them. Boom. There you go. They're like, hey, my name's Jake. Listen, I applied. Um, everything's so impersonal. I'm a, I'm a face-to-face personal guy. <laughs> and uh, I just wanted to, you know, there's more we can do. Don't just get defeated because they're like, hey, go online. Yeah. We're going to fucking do this, Jake. Let's do this. Just send me all your shit and I'll look over it. You've got too much. You've got so much other stuff to do. Dude, I'm always fixing I'll your have, life, Jake. Have, That's always just what I do. I'll have Donna. I'll ask Donna if she could look at it for me. Donna, will you look at this stuff for Jake? <laughs> I know you're listening. Help him, please. Help him. Anyway. Um, But back to, uh, just one comment I wanted to make on the on the MIT program. It's like, so you got to get a master's to get the ability to teach, right? To teach high school. Mm-hmm. Because nobody else does this. Nobody, like, so I tried looking at this. Yeah. Nobody, no other colleges offer like a standalone teaching certificate. Mm-hmm. You can't just like go do like a non-degree program to get your, get your certificate. Teach, like a general? No, you have to be, so I could go get another bachelor's in right. education. Right. <laughs> yeah. Or I can do a master's program. Right. And they're about the same amount right. of money. So looking at that, I was like, well, I want to teach, but I got hosed on the ability to have the certificate through this program, and I can't afford to just go do a paraeducator job Mm -hmm. um, with everything that's happening and stuff. Um, So what do I do? Well, I I should get a master's. Well, I don't want to do a master's in teaching because then I have a master's in teaching. Then you're, you're, sh- you're shoehorned. Like, that's literally the only job you can do. I can teach history in a high school, mm-hmm. but if I wanted to teach college, I have to teach courses on teaching. Yeah. That sounds not fun to me. Awful. Yes. So that's why I chose the master's in communications because I'll have a master's. If I taught college, I could teach communications, but also most high schoolers, high schools, I assume would look at somebody with a master's and go, dude, you can teach here. I'm sure you still need the certificate, but with the master's, there's other jobs you could do within the district. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So that's why I chose what I chose. But the master's in teaching is a terrible option if when it's your only option. Yeah. You know, we know some good people who are in that program. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I don't know. It wasn't, it's definitely wasn't for me. And especially because I was so mad when I found out that endorsement was worthless because I was told by my advisor so many times keep working on that endorsement keep working on dude just and I, I don't know why i didn't ask further questions yeah but i just i mean i was kind of led to believe that it was more than what it was, was. It a teaching endorsement yeah oh okay. secondary and yeah. secondary teaching endorsement oh. and social studies so i was taking oh see i started that i was doing that and, yeah, I'm and like, you were smart to, to ditch it like this is stupid this is essentially Everything. I was one of the only dumb dumbs that actually finished it in my and because you can get into the masters in teaching program with all but two of like two of the credits finished mm-hmm. and then you just finish the endorsement when you're going through your MIT program. I mean that's kind of tight. 
Yeah. If you do it, if you choose to do but it. I completely finished it. Yeah. Like, I completely finished that endorsement, which <sighs> most people don't do in their undergrad. Right. And I was like, dude. I, so, just, unless it, you do the MIT, it it's for nothing. Meaningless. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. meaningless. So, all I can say is, like, well, I took classes that I wouldn't have taken otherwise, and I got new perspectives. Mm-hmm. Like, I love taking that social. Like, I, the only reason why I took that sociology class mm-hmm. with weird, like, that crazy haired mm-hmm. dude, I can't remember his name, um, was. Because it was required. Because it was required for the right. endorsement. Right. So, hmm. I don't know. We're just, nobody's wanting to listen to this right now. <laughs> oh, Any, anyway. Okay, let's switch gears. So, uh, Donna, help. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so impeachment hearing. Impeachment hearing. Started yesterday? It started yesterday, yeah. yeah. The thing that all Republicans wanted and then didn't want. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so frustrating. Why do you say that? Well, they were all calling for the um, public, the public mm-hmm. for it to go to a vote to be held in the public. <laughs> and then when it's a vote came to be held in the public, none of them voted for it. Right. And now they're all complaining about pro- they're all complaining about the process of it. Well, it's in public, man. Like yeah. all of the people that they've interviewed, it's there and and then yeah. them claiming that oh the president's not getting due process who gets you don't get due process no. during an investigation this is the basically the house is acting as the grand jury i wouldn't looked up the definition of due process yeah in like the different parts of due process and it and it states that the def- the only people who are are there for grand jury investigations mm-hmm. are the the prosecuting team a judge and um and then the the jurors, the oh, okay. the jurors, oh, okay. the, the defendants aren't there, and none oh. of the and none of the, and the defendants' attorneys aren't there. Oh. It's literally a fact finding process, right. okay. In our judicial system, to say does this, and then the juries come to a the jurors come to a conclusion of whether there's enough to send it to trial, right, right, enough to indict. That's right. what this is. This is what the house is doing. They're gathering information to see if there's enough to indict. If they're so certain that there's nothing. Then this process should be fine. And they're not arguing facts; they're arguing process, and that's when you know you're you're on the wrong side of an argument. Yeah. When you can't be like you're wrong, like the other side's wrong on the facts. No, the other side's wrong. They're they're arguing the other side's wrong, not because of Trump the facts, did, because of the facts, or that Trump did something wrong or right. didn't do something wrong. It's the process of it. You guys are doing it all shady, and you're mm-hmm. doing you're you're it's. You, you know that's you're wrong. You know you're wrong when you have to argue process. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like when I get mad about the Blazers losing and I say it's all because of the refs. Or, I don't have the facts on my side. I say it's the process. It's the process. Or it's you're the spitting structure. facts at me and I say it's circumstantial. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you watch any of it? I watched uh, Bill Taylor's. Mm. I was trying to. I think I was watching some of the questioning when I was editing a video for homework, so I really didn't get catch much of it, but. I did read some of the opening statements. Those are pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, just as far as like, uh, it seems like, uh, I don't know. Okay, so like, the it feels like, and, and this was argued in, a, I think, a Washington Post article. Okay. That the Democrats are trying to come from like a, a historical, like nonpartisan point of view. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the implications? What is the precedent set? If, you know, this isn't handled properly or, or, you know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Which, okay, if that's, it just seems like, okay. They're trying to not make this about about the president. Right. 
And that was definitely true in their questioning. Like, they really did not bring up Trump a lot. Right. They brought up Giuliani, but they didn't really bring up Trump all right. that much. Right, right. Yeah. Do you think that's true? That that's the... I, I don't oh, know. Oh, there's no doubt that that, is, that was coordinated beforehand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's coordinated. And when I hear when I hear the argument being made, uh, and I found a CNN article that I was reading through that was basically saying, like, look, look, guys, look at the Democrats. They're trying to be just... Just they're trying to be traditional and, and go through the process properly, and they're trying to protect our. Oh, that's history. a political. That's a political calculation. It is. Yeah. It one hundred percent is. And then they flip it, and they're like, "And look at the Republicans. They're just acting like this, and they're just saying this." And it's like, but people are reading those, and they're not reading into it the way that others do, mm-hmm. and they're just taking it at face value, and they're like, either like, "Ugh, stupid Dems," or "Ugh, stupid Republicans." Instead of just saying, okay, well, that's a that's a political move, but you really can't argue with that. So it's a good political move if you're if you're looking to. They're not necessarily, even though it's political, it's not necessarily wrong. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's kind of a good it's a good way to approach it, but I think it's a good way to approach it because it it they they're they're having a hard time because. It, it will appear partisan if no Republicans vote for it, and, and the Democrats are going to have a hard time selling to independents that this wasn't some sort of partisan witch hunt. Right. And right. you have, they have to try to in until Republicans break mm-hmm. and vote with the Democrats. Right. It's going to look partisan. And right. that, and that's one of the strat, that's one of the political strategies of the Republican side. It's like, as long as we make this thing look as illegitimate as possible, mm-hmm. it's not going to have any sort of public support. And that gives us cover to get to the election. Right. And that's all they're trying to do is trying to stall this thing and try to make it look as partisan as possible to get to that election. Mm-hmm. And that's that's their messaging. And the fact that they're even like so the House Intelligence Committee is the one holding the open mm-hmm. is, is the one holding the uh, the public hearings. Mm-hmm. And that is chaired by Adam Schiff and it's chaired by Devin Nunes. Mm-hmm. And on the Republic the, the Republican code the Republican um, chair is the head Republican chair is Devin Nunes. And they put on. They shifted up the lineup prior to these public hearings to bring mm-hmm. on Jim Jordan, mm-hmm. who is who was just one of the biggest Trump allies in the House. He's a he's a veteran House member, but the dude is has never been on intelligence in his career in the House. Oh, they put him on the House Intelligence Committee ahead of these public hearings for no other reason than to be obstructionist. He's the one who's been. He's the one who was. Um, he was in the. He was on the House Judiciary Committee, mm-hmm. so he was the one always grilling people about like when it was the. Um, oh, who was it? I don't know. He's an obstructionist. Just okay. look up Jim Jordan. The guy is. He's flamboyant. He yells. He just. He dominates the room because of his theatrics. Mm-hmm. They brought him on. I don't. In my opinion, for no other reason than just to be an obstructionist. Mm-hmm. He has no. Um, his, he has no history or experience on the intelligence community, so why is he on the committee for mm-hmm. this incredibly important hearing? Mm-hmm. If he has no background information, he's less than a week less than a week on the intelligence committee. But all of us, you're just bringing him on for these public hearings for what? For no other, in my opinion, for no other reason than the spectacle, right. which is another like blatant political move. Right. I wish we would stop. I wish we could not do stuff like. Wish my party could not do stuff like that. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, like, just like one side is arguing that it's just a blind witch hunt for to impeach Trump, and that's the only reason for all of this. The other side could also argue that this is just the party doing anything and everything they can to keep Trump in office. Mm-hmm. But 
by framing it as far as like doing to keep the traditional norms and and to make to save precedence and to save the office of the president define the job of the presidency mm-hmm. through this process that's a different approach but but either side is arguing that the other side is just doing you're just doing this because you lost the 2016 election and you don't and you want Trump out where the other side's like no you're just doing everything you can to make sure that Trump stays in because he's your guy nobody's really I don't think people are really discussing or considering the fact that there could be a crime here mm-hmm. by the president, by his administration. And if, and if the if the, the co-equal branch of the legislature mm-hmm. did not use its oversight capabilities to make sure that there was no wrongdoing, mm-hmm. then what do we even have a legislative branch right, for? Right. That's what the Washington Post article was, was talking a lot about was uh, – the checks and balance systems it's there for a reason and if we're not going to go through the processes to check and balance individuals but also branches then what's the point mm-hmm. i don't know it's chaos but also nobody's really everyone's talking impeachment now the uh, the election seems very much like a a back burner thing like it's just I mean, obviously it's happening and people are going through it, but they were uh, one uh, a video I saw from the Washington Post was saying that, like, you know, if this proceeds and there is grounds to prosecute the president and to move forward and to um, then all of these these uh, Democratic um, candidates are going to be involved in this president's impeachment process mm-hmm. because they're senators. So. They're in the in the critical time of them running their candidacy will have to now spend time doing this impeachment process. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's an argument that it, this whole process is hurting both sides election. You know, well, it, it, it is. I think that this is not what Nancy. I don't think Nancy Pelosi wanted to, to do this. That's mm-hmm. why I think she drug her feet on it for so long. But it came to a point where there was so much evidence that you can't ignore it because if you don't, regardless of what happens in the Senate, if you're saying like, we don't think we're only we're not going to impeach because we don't think it's politic, it's like it's going to result in anything. Mm-hmm. That's not the reason to not impeach. Like you're the right. House, you're a co-equal chamber, you're an equal chamber of the of a co-equal branch mm-hmm. in our federal government. You have your duty to all, you. You just have you can't look at in this. You can't really look at the other things. You got to just be like what is in our what's in our constitutionally mandated power to do right. and that's what they're doing right and whether it come whether it comes out that he did something wrong or not we'll find out in the investig when the invest this investigation happens and then there's a vote but if you're saying that that what he did which is try to solicit use alter US foreign policy with a another country to gain personal political advantage over an opponent domestic opponent if that doesn't involve if that doesn't at least trigger an investigation then we're basically saying the executive branch can act with impunity on everything Mm -hmm. and that's and there's a lot of court stuff that's going on like right now like when um because the both maryland and virginia are suing the president Mm -hmm. for the release of tax returns and his Trump's lawyers are arguing in these um, in these federal courts because it's gone now it's gone to an appeals court and their argument is basically the president has immunity and it can't be tried in 
can't be tried for crimes while in office, can't even be indicted for crimes while in office. And sending in trying to set this precedent that <laughs> the president basically, once he's elected, has a bubble around him until and the only way for him to really truly be removed from office is to be voted out. Right. And that's a sentiment that you see throughout like Trump voters. It's basically like they believe that we they their BBC did a really um I think a, a really worthwhile kind of just going around McDowell it was McDowell County which is a, a county in Kentucky that um Trump won by over 90%. And they went and they they just asked him questions, not like the not the Stephen Crowder gotcha right, questions, right. or like the going out to campuses and trying to just at just find the lowest common denominator, but le- legitimately asking them questions like, "What do you feel about impeachment? Like, how do you feel about it?" And, and the overwhelming sentiment was that they're viewing this impeachment inquiry as trying to subvert the will of the people. They're saying like, "We we voted for him. This is what we wanted." Even if they couldn't articulate it at the, you know, articulate it at the time or articulate right. it during, like, what, what, what we want, what we wanted from Trump, what they wanted from Trump from the beginning, I think is just more because they've allowed him to steer the rhetoric right. and all that kind of stuff. He's changed exactly what it is he wants. It's it's undefined. Oh, I like that. It's what un- you just said. It's there. undefined by purpose because yeah. he can just morph and be whatever he wants, and he's got these people hook, line, and sinker, yeah. and they can just okay. Well, that is what I wanted. Like, well, yeah. Okay, well, is did, it? what is it really? Is it? But it, just because he's your guy, right? It is what you want, right? Anyway, um, so it anyway, the overwhelming sentiment was like they're viewing this as subverting the will of the people, like, mm-hmm. and, that, and that gets right in line with the president can like, the president can do no wrong, and the only thing he has to answer to is the people, right? Right? That's a very populist argument. That's an incredibly oh, populist God. argument. That in, in, if that's the only check on the presidency going forward, is that do the people want it? Yeah. That's the most unconstitutional mindset I can think of, mm-hmm. at least in the American context. Right. When you think of all the inherent checks and balances and um, that were in the, the fear of, an, of, a, of, a, of an executive branch, like they, you constantly hear the, the touting of the original interpretation of the, of the Constitution, the Founding Fathers. Well, the Founding Fathers did not want a strong executive no. branch. Why no. do you think they tried the Articles of Confederation first? Yeah. I, I just, it's just, it's such a subversion of his subversion of history and I, I don't I, I'm just getting so frustrated with these with these arguments. It's annoying because this argument and this and this fight is for this bubble, this protection of the executive branch when their guy is in that position. Exactly, that's what it comes down to. What happens if he's voted out? If you're if you were to if you were to ask McDowell County what they would have thought of executive like executive privilege and expansion of this of the of the of article ex- expanded interpretation of article 2 to basically insulate the president from any sort of le- um, from e- any sort of illegal activity or investigations into illegal activity dude they would be flipping out yeah they'd be calling for impeachment removal yes. from office they'd be calling him a traitor they'd that's be, annoying they'd be dude. doing the exact same thing that they would be they would be doing the exact same thing that they're accusing Democrats of doing right, right now. Right. It's that hypocrisy that just pisses me off, dude. And I don't know if it's necessarily like intended. It's just not knowing any better. Maybe. I don't know. Well, I think in, another sentiment that went along with it that I picked up on and hearing 15 or 16 of these different interviews. Yeah. Um, was that 
he they said we like him because he's helping us and i think that has a lot to do with it they they have a a personal investment in the success of this president because they think that he is working for them but and i don't think that that is not i don't think that is in itself irrational right if you okay. think so if you think you can benefit from a guy being in office he's going to bring your job back he's going to do he's going to do this for you he's going to do that for you xyz whatever why would you not tire like i mean i just i feel like you why would you not tie yourself to that right especially if you're in mcdowell county kentucky <laughs> When in your in your only the major industry is the coal industry, oh. and you're and you're constantly you you see your jobs leaving. Right. You see the the quality of your town crumbling. Right. I was listening to um, Alan Jackson's um, um, little Ma- a song called Little Man mm-hmm. the other day, and it was a song that I used to love in my youth. Mm-hmm. And it was it in in the beginning of his music video, he's talking about how he was really having a hard time um, just mentally and he just went out on a drive and when he wrote this song he wrote he was writing it on the road traveling through Appalachia country his you know, like where he grew up mm-hmm. and by himself just driving for weeks at a time and seeing all of these th- one that were once thriving communities shut up and basically like these towns don't exist anymore mm-hmm. because of changes in the economy um, Mostly because changes in the economy, right? right like just right. Um, globalization has affected these, you know, these export heavy, these export dependent um, industries, and in, in saying like, and I think that I was listening. And I was, I'm just I'm I'm rambling, but I'm trying I'm trying to bring in all of these things I've been reading recently. Right. And one was Paul Krugman talking about how, um, and, and he Paul Krugman was one of the the biggest proponents of globalization. And he's saying we had we us glo- us global global economists severely missed the effects of what globalization would have on marginal communities. Right. And, um, and he said like, in it all works. You can look at the metrics. You can like the stock market is up and you can say like on average, the, the everybody is, everybody is doing far better, right? right? You can look at the numbers and say, and you can, you can look at the major indicators and say, everybody is doing better off. Right. But are they? Look at the look at McDowell County. They're not. These are people are not better off. And so why would they not attach themselves For to sure. somebody who said like they're going to make themselves better? Yeah. So why would they? So of course they're going to be biased towards a, to somebody who they feel is looking out for their best interests. Absolutely. So I, I, I that's I, I don't know. That's kind of like my. <laughs> this has been my this my the hamster in my head has been going like crazy the last couple of days. Uh-oh. So it's, I never. Yeah, I think you know what's interesting is anytime you've ever talked about like globalization, I always think about there. There have been readings I did when I was in school. What's interesting it was always in my English courses where they were challenging globalization. Well. Hist- I had a lot, like a lot of the imperialism classes yeah. that I took, yeah. um, especially modern imperialism. Mm-hmm. There's, there was always a lot of, um, um, which is, it's interesting. The political science, yeah, was a little bit more in fa- like political in science in favor of globalization. Uh-huh. The history classes far more critical, right? So and the in, English was, class was as well. It was so it was nice to have different perspectives for sure, on it. for sure. Yeah. Um, and I get, I get both arguments, but that argument against it is the example you just used as far as that county in Kentucky mm-hmm. like overall the numbers are great globally the numbers are great but that doesn't mean that there aren't victims of this system mm-hmm. and that there aren't regions that are suffering and hurting and 
aside from a president, you have, let's say, a warlord who's saying that I'm going to make your situation better here. Support me yeah. in impoverished regions around the world. And they, you know, from the outside, people look at these these just communities just murdering each other. And it's like, oh, my God, what is wrong with these people? But they're literally fighting for their lives in in a globalized system that has kind of left them behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the point the point you're making, I think, is a good one. Um, that the only and, and I think it points to the only thing that is separating us from being like those other countries that you brought mm-hmm. up, being dominated by warlords and rife with civil war, is because we have a structure of a government that upholds the rule of law, mm. and we have a system in place that doesn't allow for people to get too far below the margin. Right? right. Like we have social safety nets in place that keep people from getting to the point where it's complete abject poverty in a failed state. Like it's, it would be really, really hard with our, as long as our structure remain, like our democratic structure remains in place for us to get to, to that point. But it's not saying that it can't. Right. And this brings into another point mm-hmm. about rad- like uh, radicalization, failed states. And the only difference to, like in relativism in, I think we like to think of, I, I hear this sentiment all the time, like, mm-hmm. well, the Middle East has been fighting each other for thousands of years and they're never going to change. Right. Do you hear, do you hear that oh, often? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. something that's, I sw- it's like, it's, it's, been sta- it's, it's a general, it it's a generalization that's been stated so many times that in the minds of many, I think in the minds of many Westerners, mm-hmm. especially Americans who have nice oceans separating themselves right. from the rest of the world's problems. The, um, is that, that, that's just a, truism like that's just a fact these people have been fighting each other and therefore they're kind of it it almost gets into a um uh, like a cultural superiority Mm -hmm. kind of thing like oh we're we're better than them they they can't stop fighting well why can't really can they not stop fighting and that's not actually true if you look at the ottoman empire at the time Mm -hmm. between the between 1300s and the 1600s who was fighting more wars right the european kings yeah or the ottoman empire Mm -hmm. The Ottoman Empire was fairly stable, right. and and that was most of the Middle East. Like mm-hmm. the Ottoman Empire was fairly stable and peaceful, and were at the and when Europe was in the Dark Ages after the fall of the Roman Empire, <clears throat> excuse me, the Middle East became the cultural hub mm-hmm. of of mathematics and science and and literature, and it spread that throughout the rest of the world. There has been different times when 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 East Asia has been the cultural hub and the influencer right. around the world. So it's not like we're superior or culturally or his, like genetically superior to to them so you got to look at what is the what's the structure what is the right. political structure yes. what has caused massive amounts of poverty that leads to radicalization and mm-hmm. leads to um just the complete collapse of society and a lot of it has to do with um well one foreign intervention in the middle east mm-hmm. for economic for economics um gained by Gain. by west by western powers but <clears throat> What's the what's really the difference between a Islamic fundamentalist in a in a real in a Christian fundamentalist? Mm-hmm. It's the it's the structure around them, right? Mm-hmm. If if we didn't have the structure around, I and this is going to be really controversial, but I feel like if we had a complete societal collapse today in the United States, mm-hmm. where there was no more, there wasn't um, fear of there wasn't fear of um, retaliation again or, or punishment of punishment yeah there wasn't fear of punishment for like violent behavior mm-hmm. and 
there wasn't like a, a government presence, right? Would we see the levels of radical? I think you. Could, I think you could easily over generations, mm-hmm. you would see the same thing slip mm-hmm. into into pockets of of, of violent subgroups, and mm. the same thing I think you see, you see in the and you see are seeing in the Middle East right. today. And so I'm not saying it's anything to do with. It's not anything to do with genetics. It has everything to do with the structure that's around uh, right, that's around right, us right. And, and the hope for economic. People will turn to radicalization most often when they feel like they have no other. They look to deities. Right. They look to symbols when they don't have any other option to look for mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the major reasons why the Middle East has had so much problem with radicalization is mm-hmm. because they don't. That region doesn't have a lot of hope right. anymore. Their their countries are controlled. The countries that were drawn up on maps by European powers mm-hmm. and then put and then despots put in place, there's not a lot for those people to turn right, to turn right, to. So right. they turn to area like they turn to things that give them social acceptance, mm-hmm. like terrorist organizations. Mm-hmm. They turn a lot of they turn to, um, um, and they, they or you know and they they turn to things that they 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 see their their whole hope is being in the afterlife because this life kind of currently isn't great. Right. And that turn and over, over time, over generations that leads to systematic fundamentalism and radicalization within populations. And so this is a long, is any of this making any sense? Yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. So anyway, <laughs> uh, I just can't help but think of like, so your example of, of, of turning to other things to, to look to or to believe in because of a failed system. How is that any different from those Trump supporters who are are calling for draining of the swamp or or getting rid of those in office or just the belief that this one person is going to make the difference. There's no belief no longer in the system. Mm-hmm that allowed for that person to be yeah. elected mm-hmm. and in his office. Yeah. They're just looking to that one person. There's no belief that the system works anymore. Mm-hmm. When I hear you talk about what those people are saying, as far as like he's representing us, he's doing the job for us. I can't help but get frustrated that the, the complete just waving off of any lower political representation, like governors, like, uh, mayors like senators mm-hmm. like representatives like those those don't matter to those people those people don't represent them mm-hmm. it's donald trump who represents yeah, them exactly that's insane to me that is a disbelief in the system and more of a belief in a person mm-hmm. because of their situation in a popul in populists are able to identify that right. and they use keywords and they try to they try to sub Ooh, they try yeah. to they try they try to subvert i don't think these people are these people in mcdowell county are not bad people right no god in no. the um and i know that's not what neither either right, of us are right, saying but right. it's easy to i think to think of them as oh as, for sure as as bad and i think the media paints paints trump supporters in this in a particular light mm-hmm. and i think i've been guilty of it too at for times sure. i mean like why can't you see what I'm seeing and it's right. frustrating and, and you're just like, well, okay, because they don't see what we're seeing yeah. because we're coming from completely, we're coming from completely different, um, worlds, situations, situations worlds, yeah. and, and our worldviews are going to be shaped by that. If you've never left McDowell County yeah. and all you've ever known is the coal industry and your whole world is collapsing around you. Yeah. You're not going to probably 
you're probably not going to trust the system anymore. Right. You're not going to trust like that the economists who are making big, massive macroeconomic decisions mm-hmm. that doesn't affect you. You don't care what is happening. Um, no, <laughs> in the Ukraine. Yeah, like you're going to care about how is my life going to be made better. And I, you have this guy in the office who has been able to tap into that sentiment and say like, regardless of like the numbers, like the coal industry is still dying. Like mm-hmm. it's not being brought back. Right. Like, it's just regardless not, of what he's saying, even and even in, 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 in farm country, there was more farm bankruptcies last year. than There had been in the last 20 years, dude, there was a, a largest milk producer filed for bankruptcy. Yeah. Because in literally corn wheat, it's all dying on the ground. They can't harvest it. There's surpluses everywhere. Cause nobody's buying American wheat because of the tariffs. I know. That's so, what I told my <clears throat> boss. I was like, it's because of the tariffs. Yeah. One but, one go sorry, ahead. Go, yeah, go on. One thing I wanted to say real quick is uh just I think is a little bow on this all. Uh, so say anything you need to say now. Okay. Um anything? No. Okay. The there's this there's this young guy at work. He's young. Um and he's like 12 years younger than me. Um and he's just like <laughs> Can you believe? Can you believe Kate Brown signing all that that new that new uh, uh, death penalty thing? Just signing that, just letting all these murderers get away with everything and blah blah blah. You know, saying things that I hear media and other anti Kate Brown people mm-hmm. spouting sure. off and saying. And I just said, uh, "Hey, did you did you read the legislation?" And he's like, "What?" And I said, "Did you read the legislation?" Now I haven't. But I know it's available to read. Mm-hmm. It's public knowledge. It's available. And you're not the one having hot takes on it. And I just said, did you read it? And he goes, well, no. And earlier he had said, what did he say to me? He goes, he said he gave me crap. Like, you can't just let the media tell you what to think and blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, did you read it? And he said, well, no. And I'm like, dude, the legislation is literally right there. You can read it. And make your own conclusions. You can draw your own conclusions from the words that are written for the law. Or whatever the change may be. You have access to that. But instead, you're just saying what you heard on the news or what you heard this guy on the radio say. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, I told him, I go, my friend, was he sells guns and was getting... All, and, and he wasn't going to vote for this legislation, but he was just so sick of this misinformation out there about a law that was being proposed in Washington State. And to the point where he printed out a bunch of copies and highlighted it like it was there for people to read and people just choose not to. They just choose to be told what to think or what to say. Mm-hmm. And he, I don't know. I hope I changed his mind. But there is the point I'm making with saying that is like instead of. Just taking it upon yourselves and owning the control of the government that you do have. Mm-hmm. You and I have no control over Donald Trump and the executive branch. But what we do have control of is making decisions on the branches that are put in place to check that branch. Mm-hmm. Idiots! <laughs> we have a lot more agency than we, we, give, do. Than we give ourselves we credit do. for. Um, and I think... It's easy to to blame. It's it's easy to blame process when things yes. are going your way instead of just arguing the facts of the legislation. It's like, oh, we're arguing the process. Or how could Kate Brown just? Sign, what I heard there is, how could Kate Brown just sign that? Yes, 
Yeah. And oh, so yeah. So you're you're not really arguing necessarily as much of the facts. You're also arguing the process of right. it, and I think that the this process blaming is incredibly dangerous oh, for for the longevity and the health of our of our of our democracy. That's because a great point. At the end of the day, all of this is a social construction. We built a house, painted it white, and said this is the seat of U.S. power. Yeah. And said like in this house, the executive branch is going to a person's going to live. That we take for granted that that and there was a time that that White House didn't exist and there wasn't a president sitting in it and that he could make a lot of these decisions for mm-hmm. us. There was a there had to be a lot of things put in place in order for that to happen. This is all over a, a trajectory of history leading us to where we are now in terms of democracies. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, and it's it's not easy to build, but it's incredibly easy to tear down. And all the only the easiest way to tear it down is by the lock, lack of belief in that system mm-hmm. and lack of belief in that process. And that's what we're heading because we have people in power who are people in power and people in the media on both sides questioning the legitimacy of that process. Right. The Bernie Bros and the Trump supporters, both in the in in the House of Representatives, even elected officials, and in the media are are both attacking this process from the same side. Yeah. And that's my, that's where my biggest frustration is and why I hope I'm not to have to choose between a Bernie Sanders and a, and president and then president Trump mm-hmm. <laughs> in this coming election, because I think both of them are equally, um, I think both of them are, are not, maybe not equally, maybe mm-hmm. one, one more than the other help a help a road through populist rhetoric belief in our like the, the consensus like the the overall belief in our system by the with amongst the populace hmm. okay anyway that's just my that's my for take sure. for sure do so, you work today i do what time one oh you work today though yeah i don't care you don't care okay i mean i'm I don't lost know. dude <laughs> no. uh i i wanted you to just we'll end with this but i, okay. I and i don't care how long it is so go for it I want you to update me on uh, Paul Blart. Okay. Yeah, one last thing. I, I hope <laughs> I didn't come across as um, generalization, generalizing people in the Middle East when I kept saying... I would. I used the words they a lot, mm-hmm. and I don't think that's necessarily fair because even at best estimates, less than 5% of people who are who um, identify as being part of the Muslim religion mm-hmm. um, or being Muslim and, and practicing Islam right. would be considered... Um, radical for sure so it's a very sure. small portion of the well, population I think, uh, no i think you did a great job at, at 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 explaining the point was that people make assumptions and generalizations mm-hmm. i don't think you were making those generalizations okay i just but in my in my mind I, there was a couple of things i felt like oh i'm using really broad terms here and i, yeah. I don't want to make it seem like everybody in the middle east is like one step away from becoming radicalized oh no but that is what people think yeah that's 100 percent what people mm-hmm. think People always think that, and I think you had a great point when you're saying that, um, uh, uh, like this, almost like class, di- di- classes difference, or like they're below people. People like the otherization. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely that mentality amongst people, yeah. especially Westerners and non-Westerners. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, they're people. All right, tell me about Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> hey kids, are you ready for counterculture? <laughs> Well, here's your host, Jake. Um, so I went into great detail in the last episode, so I won't do it here about okay. who these guys are. But they, they're security guards hired by um, 
the property management group of where the company I work for's mm-hmm. building is located. That and whole complex. The whole complex, and right. they they patrol the whole thing, and they they think they are badasses. They were full on tack vests, ton of ammo, AR-15s, <sighs> Glocks on their hip. These guys are not law enforcement. I don't think they've had law enforcement training, especially not in de-escalation, because the shit that they get them since I've had about a week to observe these people, I have noticed themselves not do any sort of job of de-escalating situations. And when you want, just think about it. Yeah. You get a, you're standing there and you get some guy walking up to you. You don't think you're doing anything wrong. You're just standing in a parking lot. Dude walks up to you wearing all of this stuff and you know, he's not a police officer, but he's got a gun on his hip, a bunch right. of ammo. And you're st- what is like the psychologically, you're going to be like, okay, this is already off the bat before any words are even said mm-hmm. that contact has gone to another level than it would Absolutely. be just two people talking. Right. So now you already have heightened heightened senses. Right. You have, you start looking at like that lethal force, and I don't know what kind of training this guy has, what kind of authority this guy has, but he's standing there with a gun. Right. And so it already is already it's escalating. It, it automatically escalates the situation just because of what these guys are wearing and right. the attitude in which they walk around. Mm-hmm. They so, but it, I'm at the same time. I'm kind of glad we have them, at least in presence. I wish they would wear different stuff and they would conceal their guns, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but we have for weeks. We've had this RV parked behind the Dollar Tree, which is like and adjacent it, yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. And then uh, this old RV will pull up. Two other two other vehicles will pull up in park there and then there's always just people milling around this rv and we could never figure out what is going on but this yeah. happens for weeks sometimes they'll come in they have like this pit bull that always gets loose and then comes into our store oh. and just like wander. she's a super sweet yeah, dog i'll give weird. her i'll give her treats yeah. but then the owner will have to come in and get the dog and it happens all the time so eventually like we my one of one of the other managers just had enough of it so he called cis Who's that's the yeah um that's the name of the company I call them Cheeto Investigation Services okay but um they uh, they go up and they knock on the door and they because apparently we called them and they're like oh they're back we trespassed them yesterday for like being on the like loitering mm-hmm. on the property mm-hmm. and so they went back and they knocked on the door and this guy and like apparently they came back and told us a story but they they um they they said the guy answered and he's like yeah can I help you and they're like you need to get going he's like well hold up she's just finishing up with a client. <laughs> what yeah that whole for weeks i had been literally watching a prostitution ring happening in our parking lot i couldn't believe it i don't even know what to say it's disgusting just the the casualness <laughs> of like uh, oh he's almost done <laughs> oh my god yeah crazy delta park is the wild west dude wow dude that's a fucking brothel on wheels yeah mobile oh my <laughs> word yeah dude crazy well and then so i was like okay well those guys did one thing kind of good although i just saw the the um the brothel on <laughs> the brothel on wheels just parked in delta park the other day they just like moved over a couple blocks <laughs> but um that was I saw that yesterday on my driving to work. I saw where they were parked, and um, anyway, the, that's that's the end of that story. But we have this guy that comes and picks up all of our. Apparently, there's a lot of money in picking up pallets because oh, people, yeah, 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 people really like pallets for sure. either for, sure. for like hipsters for making furniture okay. or um, 
I think companies. they like resell them to like shippers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So they come in, they pick up, they're always picked. This guy always has for years come and picked up our pallets off our back dock. Right. Well, Phoenix security knows about this guy. We gave him the information, said we're, we're, we allow him to come pick right, up our pallets. Right. Well, CIS doesn't know that. And apparently they pulled, they rolled up on this, on this guy yesterday both get out they there's two guys they both like surround him uh-huh. and start just being dicks to him mm-hmm. like we don't care what they say like pointing at fishermen's we're we're hired by the property management group and what? it doesn't matter what they say we're telling you you can't take these pallets anymore and we're just like the entire time he said like one of the guys is like was just being a real dick to him um they kept getting just closer and closer and just really trying to intimidate him and i'm like of course they did because of course, of course, they're gonna they're gonna pick on an un- like some guy who's unarmed, mm-hmm. who clearly is just picking up pallets right. off a back dock. Yeah, and you're gonna go you're gonna go bully this dude. Just fuck off, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the kind of shit that I knew was gonna happen. Right, and it's gonna it's gonna get worse from there as their egos continue to be filled. for sure. They came in the other day, and like I can tell pretty quickly what the level of someone's training is just by the questions that they ask at a gun counter and how they handle firearms. Mm-hmm. They, they came up and they're, they got their, yep. their thumbs yep. tucked underneath their of vests course, and they're, they're walking around and the way they, the way they just carry themselves is like, we're badass. Uh-huh. You need to think we're badass right. because we're told that we can't can, you see we're badass. I wear something that says CIS <laughs> on the back. Like in these guys are awful. And of course I hand, they don't know anything about, they're asking basic questions they know nothing about firearms uh-huh. and they're just dicks uh-huh. they're just dicks uh-huh. i don't know i'm just tired of these guys man from like the guy that i've like i've dealt i've known this i've kind of like not known him but the guy that picks up our pallets he's this nice like old guy and he just picks up pallets and you're just you're gonna you're gonna get out guns like on your hip and just bully this mm-hmm. dude just fuck off, man. Like, I how, would, how do we I don't gotten... know how you don't, but I would tell them to fuck off. Yeah, I don't have the authority to really tell them to fuck off. What do you mean? Well, I it's don't... It's fucking America, dude. Well, I know I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, but when I'm standing in Fisherman's Marine... Right. I am an employee of Fisherman's That's Marine true. first. And well, pri- just and run private, clock out private, real quick. Com- private companies in the United States have far more power. That's true. To do what they want. That's true. Clock out and then tell them to fuck off. Yeah, I'm, on my last day, I'm going to go find them, knock on their <laughs> window and tell them to fuck off. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.